Yeah. Yeah. Hey yo, man, it's your time. And fuck poverty. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the film Be Worthy Judgmental Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Phil back in the house. And I'm Leroy. So what's going on, Phil? Nothing much, chilling. Shitty-ass weekend like always. Why? Because of the weather or what? Yeah, yeah, the weather. Oh, okay. I took uh, Ava to see uh, Mario Brothers yesterday. It was all rainy and crappy. Now, how was it? Or you want to wait till a, wait till a movie uh, and TV talk? Okay. Because I wanted to know how that is because I, I, I heard it got some bad reviews. The guy on Film Punch, uh, <clears throat> it's a guy that on Film Punch, he follows us on Instagram. He does uh, movie reviews. They're like five minutes real mm-hmm. quick reviews. And it look, it seems like he wasn't that really knowledgeable on Mario Brothers. Um, I guess he's around... By the looks of him, he looked like he's in his 20s, mm-hmm. maybe late 20s. So he didn't grow up, you know, Nintendo and, right. and all that stuff. So uh, he gave it, it kind of seemed like he didn't really know much about the characters. But since you do, I want to know your opinion. We can talk about that at the uh, movie and TV talk. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's the third time in a row. Leroy uh, completed the the uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield Broad Street Run. It's a, a 10 miler. And Damn, boy, I, ten miles. I got so damn, I got so many damn complaints. <clears throat> well, number one, uh, I I think I left here late. I don't know what time I left last year, but this time I left at uh, six o'clock. So six o'clock, I got there around. It don't take that long to get to the stadium. So I got there around maybe six twenty. So six twenty, I got in a parking lot. Uh, got on a Broad Street line that took like another twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting off, it was such a bottleneck. Oh, and that's another thing too. It was a whole lot of people this year. It was a, a damn near double than it was last year. Mm-hmm. So then we had to sit and wait to uh, get up the steps at the Olney Station. So we got up at that the many st- people. Yes. Damn. By the time it was all, by the time I did all that, it was like a quarter after seven. So of course, you know, when I got there, I got to stand in line for the bathroom. And by the time I used the bathroom, it was about well, of course, you know, I was in the back of the line again, mm-hmm. uh, Rosa Parks, back back <laughs> in the damn line again. So by by the time I got uh, done with the bathroom, it was like eight twenty. So I just walked. We didn't uh, move yet, so I just got in line and I just ran. But there's one thing I got to say, human beings, what the fuck do these human beings be eating? Because you look at the toilet and like that can the the things you see in the toilet, that cannot come from a human (laughs) being. And then I see little pellets, little pellets of shit. Who's shitting like that with these little teeny pellets? I'm disgusting. I'm disgusted. And they have to do something with a bathroom because it's way it's not. They need to put more more uh, porta potties there because if you want to double the size amount of people, you have to double the size amounts of porta potties. What was you about to say? No, I said you're funny because you disgusted about the uh, the pellets. Like, who gives a shit a shit? You should be disgusted that you got to look at other people's shit. <laughs> well, well, that too, and, and the smell, of course, and the smell. Like, so, so you talking about all porta johns, though, right? 
Pretty much, but this Porter John with these, I, I don't know if they training, these are athletes and they training and they shit like pellets. Like, what the hell is this? Man, look, I don't want to hear nothing about your complaints in Porter John's. Me being in the military for 20 years, I've seen the worst Porter John's known to man. Okay, so you're in agreement then. What the hell is these human beings is eating? I don't worry about what they're eating. I'm just mad that it's not properly clean. Like, I'm oh. talking about Shit, our porta johns, some of our porta johns on, on on different ranges and in the woods, they ain't been clean in years, and this is fucking flies and shit, everything in there. So if you sit down, the bugs will be fucking tickling your ass. And then, wait, wait a minute, pause. <laughs> you actually sit on a porta no, potty? I don't, I don't. Oh, but okay, I said I'm about if to you say, did. Say, I said oh. if you did. No, no. What no, the no. hell? I'm talking about like I, I I listen to some of the other dudes talk about the Porter John this and that. Like if I got to piss, I'll just piss in the woods before I use a Porter John. But they'll talk about like a lot of times military food run through you, so you fucked up. So a lot of times I like you'll uh if you're training, you'll get like a hot meal for breakfast, and then for lunch you'll get like an MRE or some bullshit slop, and that bullshit M uh, MRE or that slop is what runs right through you. So shit, but after you eat that for lunch. You be in the bathroom like ten minutes later, and all it'd be a long line at the Porter John. So I usually bypass the uh the lunch. So I'll eat like the warm breakfast, then we'll go down to the range or the field or whatever. Then I'll have like snacks with me. I used to have them little packs of uh tuna and crackers and shit like that. Right. So I have like all those type of joints with me, and I'll bust those open, and then let that let the snacks hold me down until I get back to the rear where I can get like a fucking proper toilet, a fucking nice hot meal. Mm -hmm. But they used to tell you they you'll see guys standing in line with a stick in their hand. You know why they got a stick in the hand? To hold the door so they won't no, no, have to no, touch. No, no. Mm -hmm. I, you wish that was the reason. <laughs> the knock the, the knock the polished shit down so when they sit on the toilet, it's not real close. Oh no. Yes. No. Yes. That's how bad it is. So don't complain about what you had to go through. <laughs> well, I can still complain about it. Well, I guess you can, yeah. <laughs> it's worse in the military. Well, yeah, they have to double the porta potties. That's number one. And number two, uh, uh, like I said, it's a it was a lot of people out there. And shout out to you for your little sneak disc too, by the way, about how what? I was middle of the road. You can ba you barely can get a stride in. You barely can get a stride in. Uh, because it was it was so crowded, you had to run on the sidewalk, and you had to keep in mind I'm in the back, so that's me like beating beating so everybody. Not, so, so that's not a diss though, because if it's two thousand people and you came in a thousandth place, that's middle of the pack. No, you ain't they, the worst, and you ain't no, the best. You in the middle. That's cool. No, you would sneak dissing. No, it wasn't. I, if I was sneak dissing, I would just said you ran shitty today. What happened? I ain't say that. That ain't that ain't a sneak. That won't be a sneak disc. That's just a full fledged disc. Well, that's what I would have did. I wouldn't have had to sneak it. <laughs> I said middle of the pack because when you look at the total of runners and all of the categories that you sent sent me that you uh, qualified for, you was kind of like in the middle of the pack, and that's cool. It's not wrong with that, right? And uh, that another thing people do. Okay, it was raining outside, so they had ponchos. They would take their ponchos off and throw it in the street where people are running at. Now, just, 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 just in a way so somebody can step over and slip and fall and bust their ass. Why? Oh, they they was doing it all the time. They I didn't see so many dorm uh, ponchos laying in the street. Now, what about the runners? Did y'all have ponchos anything on or no? Uh, well, uh, going back to that text messages I I sent you. I had a poncho. I got one of those dollar ponchos from the uh from the dollar store like two two three years ago. I just never used them, 
and I took the one that I didn't use and put it in my pocket. And I seen the same guy, same ponchos on the street being sold for five dollars. I said, <laughs> boy, I can't get I can't get mad at him. Go on and get your hustle on. That's a hell of a jump if you bought a dollar poncho and you sell them for five. Hey, when there's a demand, you you call the price. And they said, yeah, we got cash at Venmo. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Shout out to him. Um, no, you had to bring. Um, I think they. I I think a lot of people had like Channel Ten ponchos. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they was giving them those out or not, but I had my own. Uh, that and they they did that. Another thing people do, because like I said, it was a lot of people out there. Another thing they do is they'll run, they'll be running real fast, and all of a sudden they'll stop and walk. Like the damn mm-hmm. with the people that's behind you, so I can run right into you. We run right into each other. Suppose I'm not like suppose I'm like I don't know messing with my phone or something, or messing with music or something, and I'm not really paying attention like what's in front of me. And this person stops and start walking. I'm gonna run right into him. So you, you had go yeah, ahead. No, when I when I was learning uh running groups like that through the military. The, the thing was, and we did a lot of that shit too, where motherfuckers would stop. So they came up with a thing where if you got to slow down and you got to stop, you got to go all the way to the edge. You got to get out of the way of the runners. Right. Yeah, that's what you should be doing. Like you could just like go to the on the sidewalk and just get your walk on. Or go, like you said, or go to the edge. They'll be running full speed. Then all of a sudden they'll just stop and just start walking. Yeah, that's crazy. They had to go through that too. Uh, uh, the rain wasn't really a bother. Um, I put my pom- poncho on. Uh, this is the only time I like really stopped. Uh, to put my poncho on, I was like around uh, uh around Temple Hospital, I think it was. No, it was more in the university, more in the university uh uh area. I put my poncho on there. Um, I really technically I really didn't need it, but. Cause it wasn't really, it wasn't raining hard until, uh, I was, I was done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I said, it was a lot of people and it was a point where we had to make a curve. We had to make a turn to get into the, um, to the, uh, there's a street. I don't know the, 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 uh, the name of the street that's at, um, Lingen financial. It's like a little small street. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a little curve there we had to turn into. Man, there was so many people over there. We had to get our walk on there. And that was towards the end. And uh, a little damper on uh, on uh, uh, the race. I saw somebody. I was I was running. And I was like, dang, that's good. I ain't seen nobody fall out. I ain't seen nobody grabbing their ankle or nothing like that. Towards the end of the race, there was a guy laying on the ground. And they were doing chest compressions on him. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, and I'm like, damn! I just said to that to myself, like, damn! I ain't seen nobody fall out or grabbing their ankle. I ain't seen no no body nobody on a gurney or anything. And here they go. Soon as we made that that curve and we was walking to the we was running to the straightaway, they was on the ground giving this this guy uh, chest compressions. It was like, I say four uh, aides there. I don't know if you want to call them EMTs. I, I don't really mm-hmm. didn't know what they were. Like four aides there, and there was another aide that was like blocking, trying to block people, block us from seeing mm-hmm. him. But it was clear as day. He was like just laying on the ground, and they was just giving him chest compressions. So I hope he all right. Damn, maybe we'll see some more news. Yeah, I hope he was all right. But uh, another complaint: uh, when we at the end, you know, they at the end they give you your medals and they give you like food, you know, uh, potato chips and and. Uh, 
uh, these um, tasty cake cookie bars mm-hmm. and a water, of course. It, it was spring water. It wasn't uh, <laughs> filtered. It wasn't filtered water. It was spring water. And uh, what else? It was uh, it was potato chips. Yeah, it was just potato chips, a banana cookie bar, and water. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to give us bags because... You know, I like to stuff my bag um, with stuff. Of course they, you do. And they said, the hell with that. So with no bags and everything, I had to carry it out. Another complaint I have is getting out of that damn parking lot. So uh, I I was done. I was done maybe about 10, 20. Mm-hmm. I sat in a damn parking lot. Now, this is the parking lot. The parking lot for damn 20 minutes. Mm. Then I had, then, uh, you know, we had to drove home, you know, traffic was a complete mess. And uh, once I got on, uh, I got on the Platt Platt Bridge that way because the other way was, um, was, uh, was, was, they stopped traffic there. The cops was blocking it. So the only way I can get back over here was through the Platt Platt Bridge, you know, highway way, not, you Mm -hmm. know. um, So once I I hit there, we, we was cool. But that that's when the traffic died down. But boy, it was just so many people out there. And it, it was that it was a nightmare getting out of that trap, that uh parking lot. And they have to it, it almost seemed like it's kind of like it was organized, but it wasn't organized fully. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. But yeah, uh they gotta work on that damn uh that this bathroom situation. How long was the run? Like I'm in time wise. From when you started, like how long did it take you to uh, come back in? Uh, and, j- and every, just and me everything or... be done, like you got your results and everything. Oh shit! Well, you know your results. You uh, they have that code on the bid, and you know everything is computerized, mm-hmm. so you could just scan scan it and get your number. They don't they don't give you your number or anything. Okay. But uh, once you sit, like I said, we had to stand in that. Uh, you you have to go through the way that I told you to get the uh, water and all that stuff mm-hmm. and the banana. You have to go that way. There's no kind of way you can avoid it. So uh, all in all, that took damn near half an hour. It was just that many people there. So and, so from when the starting point where you at, mm-hmm. when you started from there, how long did it take you to get back to that point? Um. But my time, my time was completed was an hour and nineteen. Now that's mm-hmm. the time of the race. Right. So you you add on a uh uh you add on what twenty minutes. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. you yeah twenty minutes is about right. It's more than that, but you so let's just say two hours. Minutes. Pretty much, yep. Yep. Mhm. Okay. But yeah, they have to work on that uh next next year with the with the bathroom and all that stuff. It was a whole lot of people out there. A whole lot of people. And your mom wasn't out there, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it was raining, so, yeah. Well, you checked over there to see if she was out there? Yeah, uh-huh. I, w- I was running on that side, the, the okay. side of her uh, uh, street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, some news to talk about. Now, we going to Philly. We normally don't really do much Philly stories, though, but... Uh, we have 35-year-old Grover Cleveland Mastery's charter school teacher Julia Jean was killed by a hitman hired by a woman who dated her boyfriend. Here's the uh, video. Here's the video of them talking about the uh, the people that's being charged. 
From the heart of Philly, this is CBS News Philadelphia, and today a local. Can you see that? Yes. And, and here. It's good. All right. Let me go back. This is CBS News Philadelphia, and today a local DA was at a. I've seen a lot of horrible and even horrific um, homicides, evil homicides, in my nearly 30 years of doing this um, as a prosecutor. Um, and suffice it to say, I am uh, I'm struggling with this one. Rachel King, a beloved teacher and mother, shot to death in front of her son in a Duncan drive-thru. Authorities say the shooter was a hitman hired by a romantic rival. This is your News at 5, and we continue to stream live on CBSPhiladelphia.com. Good evening, everyone. I'm Yuki Washington. I'm Jessica Cartalia. It has been nearly two weeks to the day that Rachel King was killed. Her murder shocked the students she taught and the community where she lived. The Montgomery County DA announced today he is personally prosecuting this case. Nikki Dementri was there as the DA announced two people are now facing charges, and her parents vowed that they will be there. So, do the DA pick and choose on on uh, who does the uh, who they prosecute? Yes. Okay, is that kind of, uh, do you think that's right, or? No. Okay. Every step. Go ahead. No, I think, I think the way they do it is they think, uh, they prosecute the ones that they got a strong case of conviction, and the other ones that they don't think it's like enough evidence, they'll leave those alone. Okay. So, uh, 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 changing the scoreboard, huh? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> of this case. It was a cold-blooded killing, a targeted murder of an innocent person. Montgomery County prosecutors say 34-year-old Julie Jean and 33. Is she 35. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Three-year-old Zaki Stephen Alakim are behind the shooting death of Rachel King. The 35-year-old mother and teacher was killed at a Cheltenham Duncan on April 11th while sitting in the front seat of her car. Her son in the back seat. We got a road to justice ahead of us, and. Uh, so we say fuck them kids, huh? We supposed to care about the uh the kids today, but they here they do do a hit with the kid in the car. Yep. And uh he's a part of it. And she's a mother. And and that's gonna be difficult. King's parents spoke briefly at a Wednesday press conference in Norristown, thanking prosecutors, detectives, and the community for their persistence and support. Our hearts are hurting. But we also believe this in time, they will be healed and we will move forward with our grandson, Jalen. Montgomery County District Attorney Kevin Steele says Jean and Alakim didn't know King. At one point, Steele says Jean had an affair with King's boyfriend and began harassing the two after King's boyfriend ended it. Alakim, prosecutors say, is. Now, my thing is, uh, was my man doing some pillow talking? Because how did this, that woman know where the girl worked at? Uh, definitely was. He was definitely giving up some information. A exactly, yeah. Like, how in the world that she knew where she worked at and she was calling the school harassing her? Yep. It's related to the and knew, knew where she lived at and everything. Father of Jean's children. We want justice done. We want it done swiftly. We want it done accurately. And we want it done fairly. Prosecutors say evidence, including this map showing King's home saved to Alakim's phone, is part of the planning by the two since February. Another piece includes the silver mercury sable seen leaving the Duncan. Steele says was purchased by the two and in Jean's name. That car was also seen at another murder scene. So that's his payoff of mercury sable. 
And what is this, like a early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s? <laughs> mm-hmm. This motherfucker got a map of X marked the spot to her house from his crib. And he wants to there talking about he a hit man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the fool, uh, I don't think they covers this, this on this report. That fool killed somebody with the same gun like a couple of days before he killed this woman. That, but that's a hit man. You, hold, you do a murder and you hold on to a gun like that? Same car. Exactly. Yeah, with the same car, too. Yeah. In Philadelphia, four days before King's death, Halakim is facing murder charges in both cases. As a family of believers in Christ Jesus, we believe that vengeance does belong to God. Steele adds the National Integrated Ballistic Information Network machine matched casings recovered at both the Philadelphia and Cheltenham scenes to the same weapon. Although not recovered, Steele says the ghost gun matches this photo found on Alakim's phone. I've seen a lot of. <laughs> and then he takes a picture of the of the gun. <laughs> Horrible and even horrific um, homicides, evil homicides. In my nearly 30 years of doing this um, as a prosecutor, um, and suffice it to say, I am uh, I'm struggling with this one. Both Jean and Alakim are behind bars. Jean is here in Montgomery County where she was arraigned. Alakim is being held in Philadelphia. His arraignment is Thursday. In Norristown, Nikki Dementri, CBS News, Philadelphia. Now, uh, <laughs> I hate to laugh, but... Now the payment was the payment for killing this woman was a Mercury Saber, a late a late nineties, early two thousands Mercury Saber. But you think that he asked for a, a little piece of a piece of her, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's maybe it looked good from the neck he's, down. I think they said he's the cousin of one of her baby dads. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, what the hell is he getting involved in her bullshit for? I don't Fucking know. Idiot. And what is exactly. he getting out of this old ass fucking car? Yeah, right. Hey, so she said, I'll break you off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I'll break you off and buy you a car. That car, they probably already had that car. <laughs> she, probably gave, she probably gave him the car and gave him the draws. Mm-hmm. Boy, what it was, it must have been worth it. I don't know. Like I say, it must look good from the neck down. But these are two idiots. I tell you, when people do these crimes, they're not really all that bright. Like we was talking about the uh, Memphis, the dude in Memphis that shot the, uh, the, that lady shot him in Mm -hmm. self-defense that was trying to rob him. These criminals are are not, are not bright at all. And uh, I think my man here, the uh, boyfriend, I'm thinking he was selling, selling uh, our girl to dream. Like, yeah, we going, I'm going to leave her and get with you. Well, that, see, that's what I told Shay. I said he wasn't fooling around on this girl. He had two girlfriends, right? Lying back and forth because he was with the one girl for a year and the other girl for four years. Yep, that's yep. a whole relationship. They ain't no cheating. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. And he was selling her a dream, like, yeah, man, I just I want to get away from her. Oh man, she get on my nerves. Let me tell you what happened today. Because how in the hell he had to do some serious talking to, for for that girl to know that she worked at a school and where she lived at. And you see how they said that they were scoping her out and they knew like all her movements and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. How, how would she know that? So so he's more he's responsible too. Well, he ain't going to get charged with anything. He didn't commit a crime, but he's responsible for starting all this shit anyway. Yep. Well, here we go. We have the parents uh, talking how how faith is going to uh, get them through this. 
We are hearing from Rachel King's parents tonight. They sat down with our Carrie Corrado. As new details emerge, I spoke with Rachel King's parents, and while talking to them, I could see the strength and faith they had following their daughter's death. I want to do God's will. And he calls us to forgive. Alan and Carol King showing strength as they. Black people, stop with this uh, forgiving shit. Only black people always talk like that. Yep. If it was me, I would say I want all of them, both of them punished to an extent. And uh, Bobby, the hell with him too. I don't know his name. I'm just going to call him yeah. Bobby. I'm going to say Bobby, the hell with him too, because he started all this shit. Yeah, I would have said the same thing, but I wouldn't have said to the extent and all that shit. I would have said I want them buried in jail, never get out, never see the daylight. I would have made it seem like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Bobby, you can go to hell too. Cause you the one started this. You can't control yeah. yourself. You 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 uh, uh uh messing around with two <laughs> damn women like that. Come on, black people, stop with this forgiving shit. Only black people get on TV talking about how they forgiving somebody. Speak about their daughter Rachel after she was shot and killed in a Dunkin' drive-through in Sheltonham after a months-long plot. Her son was in the back seat. When we told him his mother had passed and she had died, he cried and he cried in our arms with his aunt. And when he finally stopped crying, he said, my mommy didn't deserve to die like that. Investigators say they found the two people responsible for what they call an apparent murder for hire. Rachel's mom remembers the moment police told her that her daughter was killed. I did not think until later when the story began to evolve that someone purposely killed her. I, didn't think. I did. I said I didn't that didn't sound it. right. I when I said it when I first saw it, I said I, when I first heard about it, I said this don't sound right. So yeah, I thought I thought when it first came out because they was putting pieces together, they didn't really give us the full story. So I thought maybe it was like road rage or something because then that way somebody would just come up to you and shoot you after you did some shit to them like that. Right, right. Because uh, pretty much what you're saying, ain't nobody going to going to get shot like that in the Dunkin' Donuts if something wasn't going on. Like you say, either the road rage or something more to it. Because I heard it. I said, oh, this don't sound right. I think that. King was a teacher at Grover Cleveland Elementary School in the Tioga section of Philadelphia. Her parents say she was passionate, funny, very caring and giving. She was a wonderful teacher and educator. She wanted to make sure her students got all that they deserved. Her parents say they are not looking back and focusing on moving forward with the help of their faith. I don't need every single detail of what took place. I know enough. On the 9th of April, Monday, April 10th, I went to sleep with five adult children, three sons and two daughters on the morning of Tuesday, April 11th, I was awakened by a phone call telling me my daughter had been shot. The family says they are so grateful for all of the support from churches, the schools, and the entire community. Coming up at 11, I'll have more on the parents' message. Kerry Corrado, CBS News, Philadelphia. Uh, shout out to the parents. They uh, staying strong, but I sure hope they get that boy some counseling. And when mm -hmm. I say when I say counseling, I ain't talking about the reverend or the pastor. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. What you about to say? And I was going to say, and the females got to be smarter too, because once she saw that this guy had a whole relationship for a year with this other chick, 
she should have washed her hands and been done with his whole ass and the whole, especially with the cycle threatening you and doing all this shit. You should have been like, you know what? I'm done with all that bullshit. If he, mm-hmm. if she want him, she can have him, and then she still be alive because she mm-hmm. wouldn't have no, no reason to get out the picture. Leave that mm-hmm. dude alone if he wasn't shit. Right, because uh, after the girl was like calling her and rationing her at her job. What? She should have cut her ties like that. Like, oh, no, I don't have to go through this. Exactly. That's embarrassing. Having to, to, to go through that shit like that on your job. Mm-hmm. Well, here's another report of the, fam- of the parents again. They said they just get going day by day. But first tonight, two people have been arrested in the murder of a mother shot in the drive through of a local Dunkin'. As we learn about the chilling details tonight, the parents of Rachel King share their grief and their hope for the future. Good evening, everyone. I'm Yuki Washington. I'm Jessica Cartalia. Prosecutors say a romantic rival. That, does them standing up, does that make them seem like they're, uh, uh <laughs> I hate to laugh because it, it's, it's a serious report. But why do they have to stand up? Why they can't sit down like everybody else? Who, the news guys? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they they stand up like this through the whole broadcast too by the way they never sit down Rachel King's murder they say 34 year old Julie Jean had an affair with King's boyfriend when he ended it police say that Jean planned to kill King with the help of this man Zaki Al-Kahim investigators say that Jean bought the silver car seen at the Cheltenham Duncan where Rachel King was killed authorities believe that Al-Hakim also used that car in a murder in Philadelphia just four days before she was murdered both Jean and Al-Kahim are behind bars tonight I've seen a lot of horrible and even horrific um, homicides, evil homicides, in my nearly 30 years of doing this um, as a prosecutor. Um, and suffice it to say, I am uh, I'm struggling with this one. It has been a painful journey for Rachel King's family. Her parents sat down with our Carrie Corrado. I spoke with Rachel King's parents. They say they are taking it day by day. They say the death of their daughter felt like a bad dream. And the moment they found out, their world stopped. I want to do God's will. And he calls us to forgive. Oh, he said it twice. <laughs> well, it's the same uh, 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 interview. Mm-hmm. But uh, please stop with this, this forgiving shit. Please. Powerful words from Alan and Carol King. Their daughter Rachel was shot and killed in a Duncan drive-thru in Cheltenham after a months-long plot. They say their faith is what's helping them find strength in this difficult time. I would have lost my mind two weeks ago. It's only the power of the living God keeping me. Rachel King's son was in the back seat at the time of the shooting, and her parents say he is getting support for the trauma. He said. My mommy didn't deserve to die like that. Investigators say they found the two people responsible for what they call an apparent murder for hire. I gasped when I saw those faces on the screen during the press conference. I don't I don't know why I gasped, but it was like, please don't tell me they didn't talk to them before the press conference. I'm sure they didn't. So they finding all this stuff out in the press conference. Yeah. Oh. Here are the people. They are real. And they they did a horrific, terrible thing. But at the end of the day, 
they will have to answer for it. King was a teacher at Grover Cleveland Elementary School in the Tioga section of Philadelphia. Her parents say she was passionate, funny, very caring, and loved R&B music. She was a wonderful teacher. Her parents say they are not looking back and not holding on to any anger following her death. People have asked if you knew the how, the why, the when, you know, how important is that to you? And I've told them it's, it really isn't that important because it doesn't change the outcome. The parents say they are so grateful for all of the support from the investigators to schools, churches, and the entire community. They say they hope to help other families grieving and healing from gun violence. Kerry Corrado, CBS News, Philadelphia. Now, go ahead. I was going to say, now, if that was my daughter, I would have had to go check the bull, the old boyfriend, or the, you know what I mean? Like, you caused my daughter's death. I'm going to have to fuck you up. Exactly. I agree. I agree. And I was going to j jump in. Uh, uh, I was going to say to uh, listen to what Philip said about the ladies. She should have left him alone. After all that stuff was going down, she should have left him alone. Now, like, she pretty face, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, she should have left him alone. She could have found another man. It ain't the you want to you want to live your life going through that shit for what? She should have left him alone. That woman calling your job and all that shit. That's a sad story there. Like I say, I hope they get that kid counseling, real counseling, not not the pastor. <laughs> all right, so we going to Holmes County, Mississippi, where a 33 year old. Carissa Job and 24-year-old Tatiana Day were shot and killed after they went to another woman's house to throw down, playing a stupid game, and they won. They won that stupid game. Uh, this is black people uh, living 30 years ago when you can go to somebody's house and 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 uh, fight and all that shit. This 35-year-old woman should have known better. Now, th the first the first clip is uh, the actual. The actual, they were on Facebook Live, and this is the actual uh, shooting and stuff took place. I don't know if you, everyone can hear it well, so I'll do a little John Madden commentary on it. But this is the uh, Facebook uh, video. Shooting it, ho. Put that red, that, that red light on so I show where you shooting it, ho. Put the now, this is one of, the, one of the ladies that was killed. I don't, I don't know which one. Is uh, She's the one that's on Facebook Live talking to the people that's in the house here. That red light on me. Come on, bitch. We pulls the fuck up. What's wrong with you? Girl, we on Facebook. And then one God of the other. Damn, can they clean up out there? One one of the other ladies is sitting on the, the house. The person, the, the owner of the house or the person that lives at this house. Mm -hmm. She's sitting on her car, her, her truck. I guess trying to trying to force her to come out the house and fight. These Never are pull up to nobody's house. Right. This is a 35 year old woman. One is 33. I'm sorry. One is 25. We don't internet thug. We don't motherfucking internet thug. What the hell wrong with you? Hell. Now they telling now the, the lady of the house is telling them to get the fuck on. So she gave him a warning, and they just still just standing there. And that was the lady house said, get get off my goddamn truck. Mm -hmm. I'm my truck. Get off my damn truck, T. <laughs> get off my truck. Now, how many times she just warned her to get off her truck? 
Exactly. You don't want to move. Don't take Ronnie in the house and lock that door. Don't take in the house and lock that door. What one you want? You want to see a cop? Yeah, I'm a truck. You want to see a cop? My God, that's running the fuck out. You want to see a cop? Your mama don't go. Now there's a kid right there. Uh, 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 two when all this stuff is going on. Now, the lady there, she she has a gun, she has the gun out, and she's pointing it to the lady that's sitting on her truck. She still ain't get her ass off that truck. Now, that have been in your warning right there to get off the truck. She's sitting there with a gun in her hand. So there's another lady, uh, uh, I guess another lady at the house there with the, with the lady with a gun in her hand. So she pushed her aside because she was in in the uh, shooting uh, <laughs> line of fire. She hit a lot of fire, and uh, she pushed her away. Now she' about to get it popping, and the lady is still on this woman's truck. And a girl on a truck talking about, "I got one too. It ain't in your hand. You about to catch this one? Is ready to go right now." Yep. <laughs> she got off that truck because that was that gunshot there. That that's what killed her. Now it's the other lady who's recording it. Now she's about to start running because uh uh you know the girl got shot. Things go too. So she chased her down and, and shot her too. So she caught her too. Yeah, both of them died. Oh, I guess it was somebody else there too. It was more than two people there ready to throw down, and the woman was shooting at them. Get the fuck on! Get the fuck on, bitch! All right, so this is the uh, news report of, of this uh, situation. I tell you, black people are so behind. Back because that back in the day, that's what they used to tell us. No, you got to go over somebody's house, house and fight them. I wish you standing somebody was standing outside the house. I'm like, come on out so we can fight. What? Right. Exactly. And so you, 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 you're going to do that to someone who have access to knives, baseball bats, guns. <laughs> right now, when we were kids, it was different because we. I remember times like that when we were kids. When we talking about adults now, like you said, with access to weapons and shit and guns and shit, you doing that. Right. New details tonight about the shooting that happened in Holmes County yesterday afternoon, killing two people. And we're going to show you Facebook live video from one of the victims yesterday. You can see now the Facebook video that they're showing is the uh, the 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 girl that a lady that was on the truck. She also was Facebook live, and and those were the two uh, women there that that uh, she was talking to. This media get you killed, bull. The two females arguing at a home on Emory Road just outside of Durant. Moments later, <laughs> shots were fired between yeah, the two kids right 33-year-old yeah. Carissa Job and 24-year-old Tia Tanuna Day dead. Holmes County Sheriff Willie March says this no matter, is the sixth. Go ahead. I was going to say, no matter how tough and, and, and crazy you want to act, as soon as that gun come out and you ain't got no gun, you say, all right, you got it, and you fucking bounce. Exactly. Exactly shooting that's happened this month in the county and it could have been avoided. But this is uh, the most uh, shooting that we have had in Holmes County in one month. Usually you'll get... Alright, what's more old school? Leroy or Willie? <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, like, damn, Willie. 
don't so, even come across as no sheriff. So, so Willie is more old school than Lee. The same. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> six uh, in a year. That's just tell you that everyone. He just got that. Uh, his voice is like he just tired of it. <laughs> he just want to go home and just go to sleep. And now he is arming himself. No one taking the time to talk uh, through that problem. They're not even taking the time to even call law enforcement, which I think that's a, a, a mistake. Now, coming up at six, we'll have more. Well, she did talk to her. She told her to get, get from around here. She told her to get the fuck off her car. Which more talking do you need? <laughs> I'm like, she did have a comment. She did tell her. A crime is taking over Holmes County and what Sheriff March is asking residents to do. <laughs> oh, man. I swear, man. Y'all got to start thinking better than that. <laughs> Motherfucker said, get off their car and they got a gun. You get off their car. Exactly. And, and like you said, she got the gun out. You should be like, oh, 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 and just got in, got off the car and just walked away and got in her car yeah. and left. Well, that's that's our generation. That's how we react. This new generation, they be like, oh, you got a gun. I ain't scared you got a gun. All right. Mm-hmm. Your ass about to be fucking dead. Yep. They, they keep thinking people won't pull that trigger. If they got the gun, there's a good chance they got. You want to take that risk? Right. Now, the next report. We go on to Kyle's Park, Georgia. <laughs> Police are cracking down on violent crime, prostitute, prostitution, and dangerous living conditions along Old National Highway. Here's the report. Uh, a motel where you can get your freak on. You can get anything you want at this hotel here. Today, Atlanta police are continuing to crack down on violent crime, prostitution, and dangerous living conditions. Investigators say they accomplished all three last night by shutting down just one business. It's a motel in College Park that police and health officials say is a magnet for crime. Police say many of the units are disgusting, with several of them full of mold and some of its residents are children. Police tell our John Shearick it's just one of many businesses they're targeting. There's not even a sign out front of the business. This is Motel X, as in X-rated rooms. For a- <laughs> the, news, the news is so funny, too, with this shit. But the name, don't it don't have a name on it, but you go and call a Hotel X, Motel X. Adults only on Old National Highway and I-285. But it is a place of homicide, shootings, thefts, prostitution, police say, where some families with children even live in dilapidated rooms in back, along with black mold. I mean, it's horrible because people are only here because they have to be. Not- now, do you believe she's getting her freak on in one of these rooms? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear that you you're here because you have to be. Your your life decisions made you in that situation. Because they want to be, most of us anyway. Danine Brand has lived here in her one room rental with her four children for three years. They moved. Well, damn, three years. No, I thought you were gonna say what? Well, damn, four children. <laughs> well, hey, look, you you're struggling, lady. So just have one and, and try to make it work. You gonna have four? You asking for trouble? And where are these damn daddies at who got their kids in the damn uh, one-room motel with mold? And then she, she, the news is there. The news is here. She got her hair wrapped up, and her damn titties is, like, about to knock herself over. 
Look how, <laughs> how far hanging down. You would think she was like, oh, well, the news going to interview me. All right, let me go put on a shirt and take this thing off the top of my head. In here before, she says, the owner installed stripper poles behind the doors painted purple. The motel. <laughs> so the the purple doors is where you're freak on. But, but he said, fuck the, other ho- the, fuck the other rooms. And with all the mold and all that shit, I'm going to clean these motherfuckers up. Hey, but, this is where the money at. Them ones that's living there with the four children, they probably ain't paying rent. Uh-huh. Partial rents and all that type shit. $20 for two hours. Well, damn, you got to put a little, may add a little couple of dollars on that. Alex website advertising two hours for $20, each room complete with a stripper pole. But the business is closed now. Residents still here have until April 27th to move out because of the police raid last week, along with the Fulton County Board of Health. This, this hotel has been on our radar for quite a while. College Park Police. Okay, you knew about this right a while because you and your boys were going in there, taking y'all girls in there for $20 for two hours. Major Lance <laughs> Patterson. Thefts. Shooting. Don't tell me that all this shit was going on, but y'all knew about it, but you ain't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Please. Uh, them, them dudes was in there uh, getting they, get take their little freak in there and pay $20 for them two hours. It's homicides, unfortunately. Uh, prostitution concerns. The Waffle House manager next door. Oh, you know the Waffle House manager. He was getting it in in there, boy. He <laughs> says, shit, right over this break, I'm, I'm going right to Motel oh, The Waffle House is making a killing then. Yeah, all them customers coming and going. You know they want to eat. Yep, and all them prostitutes and stuff. He going in there. He get to talking to one. I'm like, yeah, all right, yeah, we can go in the hotel. How much? Roosevelt Ware had to lock his restaurant's doors permanently and take orders for takeout only. He's glad the motel is shutting down. A first sure. step, he said. Yeah, exactly. He ain't glad. He like, uh, and, and the, okay, let's just say he didn't uh, go in there, but that's still fucking up business because the motel is uh, closing right, down. There's nothing else over there. So right. So going to just come over to Waffle House when, I mean, you're going to get your regular customers, but with, a, with a other businesses nearby like that, they looking for food. They're going to come right over there. Exactly. Now you 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 mean to tell me that big titty woman and go to the Waffle House for some breakfast, lunch and dinner? <laughs> like how much cooking can you do in a one bedroom at a motel? Uh, exactly. To restoring the neighborhood where he grew up to the neighborhood he remembers. Yeah, it was, it was shut down some of the issues, but you'll hear gunshots at least twice a week. It's, it it starts from Thursday on. Major Patterson says this bust is meant to send a message to the whole neighborhood. We'll continue to look at uh, other locations in the city where uh, similar complaints are being made and we'll take similar action. Right now, we are still working to reach the owner of the motel for comment. He was one of the people cited or arrested during the raid. The city of College Park says they will now be making sure the owner obeys all the codes that apply to a soon to be vacant building. Please, they knew about it all along. Don't give me that. He knew about that shit all along. Yeah, Motel X, you can go and get your freak on, go to the Waffle House afterwards. Shit. Shit, $20 for a room, that's that's a steal. No, uh, exactly. That's <laughs> that, that's why, and they said, fuck them other rooms with all the mold and all that shit. We just going to work on these rooms. Those was the money makers. Yep. <laughs> well, well, Phil, we talked about this during the week, and you had a lot to say about it. <laughs> You had a lot to say about WWE boss Vince McMahon hit with a buy suit over scripts. Uh, I'm going to have to read the article. This article is from uh, New York Post. 
World World Wrestling Entertainment ordered up a racially tinged plot line for his scripted matches, including having a Muslim wrestler admit he was responsible for 9-11 and another in which a black wrestler was held in captive in a cage, according to a bombshell lawsuit. Brittany Abrams, a black writer for WWE SmackDown and Monday Night Raw TV series, alleges she was fired last year in retaliation for her complaints about stories pitched with perpetrated offensively racist and stereotypical jargon, according to a lawsuit filed in Brooklyn Federal Court on Monday. Abrams' racial discrimination suit against the WWE and its controversial leader, Vince McMahon, claims her boss, lead writer, Ryan Callahan, pitched the idea of having a Muslim wrestler named Mansoor revealed that he was behind a 9-11 attack. Now, pause, this is me talking. Mansoor is like, damn, He's got to be in his mid twenties. <laughs> now, explain to me how the hell was he responsible for nine eleven? It's dumb to even bring that up in a pitch meeting. Yeah, Mansoor, Mansoor has got to be in his uh uh. Okay, it's, let's let's just throw let's just say he in his thirties. That he's still too young. Well, what were you about to say? It's all scripted entertainment. Who cares what they bullshit storylines say? No, Philip. See, this, this your basis. Your basis of this is that you, you looking at it is wrestling, and it, and it's not real. But at the end of the day, Philip, it's a job. It doesn't matter. That that would be like that would be like uh when Chappelle had that black uh role where he was blind, but he thought he was white doing Clayton all the racist Vinci. shit. Yeah, it's the same shit. It's entertainment. You know, it's not real. And yeah. then I'm. Should we protest about that that character and and all that shit? No, because there was no controversy in in the uh, in the writers' room. Yeah, well, somebody was in their feelings. That's all that was. Another plot line was to have a black wrestler known as Reggie held captive in cages as he was being haunt, hunted by a white wrestler Shane Thorne, according to a lawsuit. Uh, Thorne is Australian, so that was that. I guess they will make him like a crocodile Dundee type of character. Mm-hmm. And and his hunt was a black dude, and, and, and put him in a cage. Abram says she objected to her superior's racially motivated misconduct, specifically stating that a gimmick where a white man is haunting a black African American man for sport is racist. The suit said, when her when she voiced her objection to Callahan, he alleged to have laughed and <laughs> sarcastically replied. Oh, what's that's a bad that's a bad thing, according to court papers. See, this is why I talk about like it's a job. Now I see your point, what you're trying to make, but this is why I say it's a job thing. And you can't be doing that stuff, especially, especially if you're a publicly traded company. If they my thing is, my thing is if they're sitting in the boardroom or whatever, the script room trying to come up with different ideas, people are gonna throw shit out that you don't like. People are gonna agree with shit you don't like. If you don't like the job, quit. Okay, so why is it always uh, racial stuff? Why I can't just be just like, oh, let's just have him dance? It was all types of other shit. We had uh, your boy Coco Beware dancing. You, you, you right, had, racist. You had gold dust as a gay dude. Like, come on, they always had dumbass scripts. Uh, Coco Beware racist. That's racist also. Well, so. well, that's what I'm saying. I said, but it's all scripted entertainment. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. If you don't feel like the script is, is something that you'll be part of, quit the job. Don't do it. Another incident involved War Women's champion Bianca Belair. B- Bianca Belair, everyone, she's uh, very popular now. 
<clears throat> who was black, allegedly scripted to say, uh-uh, don't let me take my earrings off and beat your ass. <laughs> and her court filings, Abram alleged that the line are based upon cruel, ugly stereotypes of dark-skinned black women. And she got that check for doing it, didn't she? And that was a problem, and she's probably suing for more money. Come on now. Well, 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 no, Bianca, Bianca is not suing. It's just the lady was suing it. Bianca, Bianca, when she first started, she did do that, like that ghetto type of uh, uh, stereotypical, you know, mm-hmm. that, that stereotypical stuff. She doesn't do that now. Well, she's famous now, so she doesn't have to do that, do shit like that no more. They will actually listen to her if she has uh, any type of uh, writing ideals or what mm-hmm. she don't like or what don't what she like or don't like stuff. Uh, if this go, I don't think. Uh, well, I'll get to this uh, when I'm done. And her court filings, Abram alleged that the lines are based upon cruel, ugly stereotypes. Oh, I said that. Abrams, who was hired in 2020 and lives in Brooklyn, objected to Callahan about the line. She said, I know I'm new. I'm not trying to be disrespectful or step on anyone's toes, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Bel Air's scene includes racial jargon and offensive stereotype, particularly her go home line. Abram alleged to have written it in an email to Callahan. The next day, Bel Air had written to Abrams that she had told the senior writer three different times that I don't want to say that line, but Chris Dunn never listens to me. He puts that line in every week, according, according to the lawsuit. So Bel Air did complain about saying that, and they still kept putting it in the line. Putting she still it in, said uh, it. Yeah, she so didn't she have said a, it. Yeah, she didn't have a choice. For so they had a gun to her head. What do you mean she didn't have a choice? Oh, okay. Well, let, man, let me, look, let me we wait. Man, we're not going to see idle and idle. Okay, let, let me let me let me finish. Let me finish. Another alleged pitch scenario involved having a black wrestler, Apollo Cruz, who is Nigerian American, speak with a stereotypical and exaggerated Nigerian accent. The lawsuit said. Now, Apollo Cruz did do that stereotype where he talked like a Nigerian uh, prince. I think that was his uh stereo uh, his uh gimmick. He didn't he didn't talk like that when he first started. And then they they had him uh, doing this uh, Nigerian uh, stereotype. He's Nigerian, of course, but he didn't speak with an accent. Abrams claimed she was fired for taking home a WrestleMania 39 branded chair, even though her other employees did so as well, according to court paperwork. In reality, the incident was used as a pretext to fire her in retaliation for complaints about racial story pitches, according to the document. So she stole. Philip. What the hell they going to say? Is that what you just said? Is that what you just said? She stole a chair? Okay, I'm 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 gonna say I'm gonna say okay. You ask the question, I'm gonna answer it. Yes, she stole a chair, but what they going to do with a WrestleMania 38 chair? It doesn't matter. It's still stealing. It's still stealing. If I go to my job and I steal some goddamn toilet paper, some gloves, and get court, I'm gonna probably get fired. And what the hell I'm gonna do with that? It's a but. What can you do with WrestleMania 38 chair? Put it in your house and fucking sell it on eBay. I don't know. The bottom line, she stole it. Okay, but she said all the other people did it too. Everybody else still that makes it okay for you to steal. Okay, that's going back to Wesley Snipes and everybody was drinking. Uh, Lonnie, he fell off. Exactly. That's the first thing I thought of too. Yeah. Now see, now see, I, I always understand. bring that movie up to uh, Shay too. I understand your point about uh, well, look, it's it's uh, it's fake scripted television. Pretty much, that's what what, what like, wrestling is. But it's a job, Philip. And right, so and, so it's, it's, it's almost like a TV show or movies. Those are jobs. Mm-hmm. So we still have racist movies. We have scripted dumbass TV shows that have racial uh 
context and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And stereotypes and shit in it. It's all scripted shit. If you don't like it, just quit the job. Don't do it. But but Philip, okay, you quit the job, and and what happens when the next job gonna come along? And they say, well, well, why did you quit? Because they wanted me to do something that I don't agree with. Okay, well, you couldn't ask anybody to do anything like that. You can't. They, that's gonna give you a bad uh, right, uh, reputation. Right, right. And you can still stand on your morals if you got morals. Remember, I was telling you how Denzel was talking about when he was a young actor, and they uh, tried to make him hang himself or some shit, and he said, "No, I'm not doing it." And then he said, well, well, all right, I'll do that. If Then if I can kick in the door and, and burn a whole bunch of Jews. And they got offensive about it and left that shit alone. Same shit. If you got morals and standards, stick to it. They can't, oh. nobody, can make, nobody can make you do something like that unless they got a gun in your head. And if you got paid to do it and you sold out to do it, I don't want to hear you complain about it. That's well, just the way I feel. They can't, but it's your your reputation on the line. If you start going in there, all these people that they mentioned uh, are, well, at the time, they were relatively new. New in in, in uh, uh, WWE, so you can't be in there complaining, making complaints about the script and all that stuff all the time because they're going to consider you a bad seed. Now look, look, uh, I'm not saying going back and forth complaining and doing all that. They tell you some dumb shit. You you say I'm not doing it, and this is the reason why, and that's the end of it. it ain't got to be no back and forth. I'm not doing it. It's going to be a back and forth. Now they're going to say, now they're going to say, oh well, you a bad seed. Everything we root for, you never want to do, and they would try to bury you bury you because you keep you keep uh, turning down the stuff they rip for you that's if how it goes on the job if, it, if it's stuff that you don't want to do don't do it don't take the paycheck and then complain about it later uh Tariq Tariq uh talked about and I forgot all about this one Tariq talked about uh Wesley Snipes now remember that that blade three shit how uh how um they they put Blade uh, Squad yeah yeah they and they put Orion you just got real loud all of a sudden uh, am I the same now or so yeah, like real loud I don't know what happened but it just got real loud uh how just about now that's fine just keep going I'll turn my my volume down or something all right now they put Ryan Reynolds and uh, what was that Jessica Biel yes they put them in the forefront and like Blade was like the uh, <laughs> The star of the movie was like a, a second tier star. Now, remember how they made a complaint about how, quote unquote, he was he was uh, uh, he was he had a bad attitude on the set. and Nobody could deal with him. Mm-hmm. And, and and that lie that he choked the, the movie director, because remember, he sued uh, Universal for that. Mm-hmm. And he, they claimed that he choked the movie director. Now, do you actually think that this man put his hands around a, a movie director's neck? So he got he got that bad reputation, right? So I'm gonna ask you with that bad reputation, not okay. Also, also when that tax situation, remember they they uh tried to say that he was uh down with uh, um Dr. Molokai York in, in uh Georgia. What was it called? New Nubians or something? They and you know that was like a coat. They try to act like he was like a part of that coat or uh, coat or whatever during that that tax that uh tax situation. Okay, so he went to jail, he got out and everything. That was years ago when he got out. I want to ask you a question with that bad reputation, sir. The quote unquote bad reputation. Has he ever recovered? Because before you answer, before you answer, don't forget, he was one of the top stars around when all that shit, the Blade shit, and the act like he choked the movie director and all that shit. He's one of the top stars around. So I'm going to ask you, did he ever recover from that? 
I don't think I don't think see I don't think that's the reason why he fell off the way he fell off. First off, actors fall off anyway. You know what I mean? So if if you at the he had a nice long run as a, a black star in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So you, you you're not gonna be there forever. It just that happens. You everybody have their moment to shine and then they fade away. So you don't think they had nothing to do with him suing Universal Studios, a movie studio. You don't think him suing movie, uh, Universal Studios had anything to do with um it might that bit why he it never might, recovered. It might, it might play a big part. Okay, so that's a bad reputation that he's been been uh spent around that he's he's a, a maniac on the set and he oh, he put his hands on a movie director. No, he choked the coach. He choked him. How about and, the coach? Okay, so so they said so Whistling got a bad uh reputation about movies too, but he's still making bullshit movies. They're not big time no more because he fell off. Uh Who's Steven, this? Steven Seagal. Well, that's the and, reason why. Because then, he was, he was, no. that, that's, that's he, because why. he's that's old. He, he got a, because he's old, he got a big belly. Nobody trying to see nobody like that still doing karate. I think it's a combination of both. I think it is John, because he's John Claus, John Claude drunk all the time on the set and grabbing girls' ass on the set. He fell off. He also old and his time has passed and it's just time to get newer guys in. You so pick a combination of both. Yeah. So they both have bad reputations. Yeah, but that's not what ruined their career. What ruined their career is they got old. They can't do it. No, these I are, think these I, are action guys. I I named two action guys. You named the one action guy. These are action guys. Most action guys they have a certain uh, time frame in Hollywood before they fall off. But because um, what's that uh lady's name on uh she did that that show with uh Vivica Fox. I, I guess it's still going on. And she said that uh she was on a movie set and she said that Steven Seagal almost raped her. So stuff like that gets around and nobody will want to deal with you. Right. But he still, when he was young, he still was one of the top action guys in Hollywood when all that stuff was going on. He didn't fall off because of that stuff. He fell off because he got old and fat. No, I believe it's a combination of both. I believe the bad reputation and he's not in shape. Jean-Claude Van Damme is in shape and he was known to be like an asshole and people stopped dealing with him. They stopped dealing with him because he got old. But there's a lot of people old that, that that's in action movies. Ooh, Tom Cruise ooh. is old and he's in action movies and he's jumping out of airplanes and all that shit. Tom Cruise has got to be damn near sixty now. Yeah, but they that that's different type of action because those those guys are fighting where Tom Cruise is doing like stunt doubles and hand to hand stuff. He's not doing like karate shit. Well, they can do well. Well, they can none just pull, Tom Cruise can pull out a gun most of the time and. Even when they do the uh, the fight scenes, you can look at those fight scenes and now and see that it's like some, what do you, what do you call it, uh, extra uh, graphic shit going right. on. It's not just there them fighting. Well, movies they today didn't have that back in the day. Okay, movies today ain't hand to hand combat anyway. How many well, how many American movies you see with hand to hand combat? But Everything those guys was hand to hand combat guys. Okay, so you mean to tell me if 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 John Claude didn't have a, a that bad reputation, and uh, Tom Cruise is sixty years old, so I'm assuming uh, uh, John Claude is around there, maybe older, and he he he's still in shape or whatever. He still looks believable, and he didn't have that bad reputation. So you mean to tell me he can't do the same movies Tom Cruise do, done? No, no. Yes, he could. Why could? Oh, what about the other dude? Um, he ain't in shape at all. Uh, the one that hate black people. The one that wanted to beat up a black. He uh, don't hate. He don't hate black people. He don't. <laughs> he don't do those type of movies. He don't do karate or kung fu or nothing like but that. But he do action movies though. Yeah. All right. So why can't Jean Claude do those movies? 
Don't nobody want to see him. His time is past. How is his time past? And 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 uh, Tom Cruise time ain't passed. He been well, making movies well, since the eighties. Right, but Tom Cruise had the ladies loving him, so that's what draw his box office like that. So that's so, different. So you don't think his reputation have nothing to do with him not being in movies? You keep saying like I, like you trying to put words in my mouth. I never said nothing to do with it, and I said it might pay, play a part. That's not saying he had nothing to do with it. It might play a part in that. But for those guys, Wesley Snipes, uh, John Claude Van Damme, what's the other dude? Steven Seagal. Their time has passed. Mm-hmm. It's time for newer roles. Now, if they, if, if, if see, what's the name was versatile at one point. Uh, what's my man, Nino Brown and shit. So he, if he would have stayed on that tip, he might have been all right. But all that fighting and stuff, that's what kind of uh, people got tired of. Uh, and uh, going back to this uh, WWE lawsuit, this isn't going to try. They're going to they're going to settle this because uh, you don't want those people to be called in to the, to the court and tell them what they would what, what what was going on. So that's going to make WWE look bad, especially with this deal they got going on with Endeavor. So they will settle this case. Yes, it they, will because they, they definitely they definitely going to settle, but it's not going to change anything. Like it, I just I just it, saw. Uh, in the, no, go ahead. Well, you have to keep in mind that WWE was sold to Endeavor. Endeavor is a public traded company, so they can't. Uh, you want all this racial shit going on with uh uh uh? It's going to fly right under the radar. Board? I don't think so, and especially especially if they if Bianca Belair is one of the top uh, attractions in in WWE. They get her on 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 uh on on in a chair, and they ask her, "Did this stuff really happen?" And she say, "Yeah, that happened." No, because so when, they settle, when they when they settle, they're gonna have a non-disclosure. Not don't talk about this shit, and he'll give you your money. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a non-disclosure and settle. That's, and that's why I said they ain't going to trial. And that's why I said they ain't even gonna talk about it. It's gonna go right under the water, and they're gonna keep on moving like it never happened. Yeah, because it ain't going to trial. They're gonna settle it, and and this Abrams is not going to be able to discuss it. Right, and so that's not going to ruin their reputation. No, I said it'll ruin the reputation if they go to court. But they're not going to go to court. They're going well, to settle. Well, that's what most, most big companies do that. They settle, and, and then it doesn't ruin their reputation. They keep it moving. I just read a big lawsuit about Pennsylvania Hospital, you know what I mean? And they got in trouble, and they got awarded from a jury, like, $128 million for, like, a kid being born with cerebral palsy. It was, like, a medical malpractice. I'm like, this thing right now, you know, that's, like, the top employer in, in uh, Philadelphia. Right. Now, now you would think this would be all over the news and over there. Ain't nowhere on the news. But it just it just happened. So you mm-hmm. a story like that should be everywhere. But they they big time like that, they can keep it out of the people's faces and shit. Well, on some sports talk, let's talk about the NFL draft. Um, I'm gonna tell you uh let's just say four. We only go to four rounds. I'll name the uh, people and you tell me what your your views on the pick. Okay. We're gonna start off with round one. Pick number nine, the Eagles selects Jalen Carter, defensive tackle from Georgia. Now, how do you want me to, uh, on a scale of one to ten, like rating these people, or or I'm doing ABC on on that grade? Whatever you feel. If you want to do ABC, if you want to. Okay. All right, so round one, pick number nine, Eagles select Jalen Carter, defensive tackle from Georgia, 6'3", 314 pounds. Now, before uh, Philip give his his, his grade, uh, Jalen is. He's not. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm thinking the case is going to be civil, right? He's not in in a criminal uh, charge for uh, being in that illegal street race, right? I don't know all the details. Okay. All right. So, what's your grade? 
I'm gonna get that. Uh, let's say without all the street shit. Let's just say nothing happened to him with that. Mm-hmm. That's just a player. I'm gonna give him an A for that. Okay. So uh, the next pick. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to say that the Eagles traded down one pick because they had number ten, but they got number nine and got Jalen Carter. All so right. Traded up. Traded up. I'm sorry. Uh, next pick is still a first round pick number 30. The Eagles select Nolan Smith, edge rusher from Georgia, 6'2", 238 pounds. I would like him to be a little bit heavier. So he, he's he, he's probably not going to be an edge rusher. He's probably going to play linebacker. But I would give that a B plus. Okay. All right. Round three, the Eagles select Tyler Steen, offensive lineman, Alabama, 6'6", 321 pounds. You said 320? 21, yes. 21. Mm, that's a weak pick. It was still talent out there, so I'm going to give that probably a D. Okay. So we still in the third round. 66 pick. The Eagles select Sidney Brown, safety, Illinois. That's a good pick. I'm going to give that a B. All right. So why he last to the third round? Same way Jalen Hurts lasted to the second round. Shit happens. People... People sometimes scouts just don't pay attention to people. You know what I mean? Sometimes people just don't fall, but they just not on people's radar. He he's a good player. And uh that defense that they had, that defense was killer. We got what four of them on our team? Five of them? Yes. Nicobe. Don't forget him. Mm-hmm. This is like Georgia Jr. Yeah, and and the way and if they all play together, they know like their tendencies and they can gel together. Plus, they're uh, Nicobe Dean and the dude we drafted are like best friends, so all mm-hmm. those guys are real tight units. So they're going to love playing with each other. So they might perform better. Mm-hmm. And the final pick, fourth round, pick number one hundred and five. I'm gonna mess this guy's name up. Is it Kegley Ringo, cornerback, another Georgian, six two, two hundred seven pounds. I think it's Keely. How you spelling it? K-E-L-E-E. Yeah, like Keeley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They saying that's a steal. I don't know much about him. But again, like I said, that's a, a top school. And I needed us to tighten up our secondary. So cool. I don't, I'm not really fond of uh late picks. So to mm-hmm. me, like in the NFL, your first three uh rounds is where you get your, your starters and your talent. After that, everybody else is just role players, so I don't really care. But I think this guy got a chance to be good. Okay, so we we be remiss if we don't mention that the Eagles traded uh traded for DeAndre Swift from the uh, running back from the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this uh pick? When he came out, he was like the number two pick in the draft, and he's real fast and got skills. My only problem is he's always hurt, and you know how I feel. I hate trading for people that's always hurt. So the both running backs that we pick up is always hurt. So my bro- my brother love he loved the draft. He loved the uh. The, the, the two running backs we picked up. And I said, well, they always hurt. He agreed with me, but he said, one of them got to stay healthy. Well, I think that the Eagles is going to go back to what we talked about before, about um, the running backs getting getting catches, because that was the Eagles thing. And all of a sudden, they stopped doing it. I don't know why. But, that was uh, your play caller, because Miles Sanders was catching. He had like five, 600 yards the year before last year. Right. And then they just stopped using them. They stopped the uh the little running back screen. They used to kill teams. Yeah, he's fast. You can do that with him, but they just yep. gave up on it. But, but I'm thinking that that's why they got DeAndre. 
For they, the, um, what they're going to do is they're going to do like a, a running back by committee, and I hate that. I like to have a lead back and then have other backs that can help back him up. That's right. what it's supposed to be. But with this running back by committee, you're going to have four running backs. Whoever got the high hand, that's what they'll stick with for the game like that. And there's nothing wrong with that when it worked. Right. Well, some Sixers talk. The Sixers played the Boston Celtics on Monday, right? Yes. Uh, is that during the, that's at, during the daytime or is that uh, – uh, one of these games is going to be on like 3, 4 o'clock. I'm not really sure if it's this one or not. Well, our boy – 730. Oh, okay. All right. I, I don't know one of these games coming up is going to be on real early. It was a game on early today. Well, it's all, all the games. Like, you got Miami playing right now, and mm-hmm. then the next game you got Golden State at 3.30. Well, your boy Embiid is questionable. Is he still questionable or just not playing at all? He's doubtful, so he's probably not playing. Okay. Now, my thoughts on Embiid is uh, I have never seen a big man – all the big men, dominant big, but we can call MB dominant, a dominant big man, right? Yes. All right. I've never seen the dominant centers, big man centers, fall on the ground so much as this guy oh, do. He flip flop and bop, always rolling on the ground and fall on the ground and all that stuff. Who is talking to this guy? Big as you are, you shouldn't be rolling on the ground like that. That's why you get hurt so much. And I was going back and forth. I don't know if you can see it on Twitter with uh, Danny, because, you know, Danny, that's his boy. Yeah. So he said, I'd be a fool to trade and beat. And we started over. I said, well, if we go out in the second round again, where has it gotten us? He's like, man, we've been one of the best teams with Embiid. You don't want to get one. Really? We ain't won shit since he's been here. Yep. I don't care about his MVP. Yeah, it's great that he won MVP. He plays hard out in the regular season. But then when I threw up them numbers, they're showing like last year Embiid averaged 30 points a game in a regular season. When the playoffs rolled around, he averaged 23 in the playoffs and was playing hurt. So that's his, his reason why his numbers were down. And then this year, he, he averaged 33 in the regular season and only 20 in the playoffs. All his numbers is down. Like, even his three-point percentage is like 12% last year in the playoffs. And then this year in the playoffs is like, what was it, like fucking 22%? Where he's normally a good three-point shooter in the regular season. So, like, all his numbers go down. His scoring go down, his turnovers go up. And the thing is, he's hurt, so, yeah, that can affect it. But, damn, how many years in the playoffs we got to deal with it? I'd rather you take it easy in the regular season, fuck that MVP, all that shit, but you 100% healthy for the playoffs. Right. But, his shit, he's just as bad as um Kawhi Leonard. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't depend on those type of dudes. Mm-hmm. And if we go out in the second round, like I said, the coach should get fired. Harden will probably bounce. And then B still got value, so I would trade him while you can get something for him. Yeah, if you wanted to make that move, this is the time to make that move now because it's only going to get worse. It's not going to get any better, just well, like the coworker uh, said. But go ahead. Well, Danny said uh, we got years of healthy and B on the way or some shit. Yeah, right. Was, said, he's he's thirty, oh, right? Yeah, he'll be thirty next year. I think. Okay, he'll a thirty, a thirty. Well, that's what I said. I said, what player that's always hurt going to get healthy when they get older? More right. injuries are going to come worse. Exactly. Yeah, this is the time. If he won an MVP, I don't know. Well, the coworker said just get any anybody for him, draft picks, whatever. But I don't know anybody out there that I could just see trading MB for. You got to find another disgruntled player that want to rule, and then you could probably get him. Like, uh, you might be able to get, what's the name? Uh, Portland's uh, guard, Lillard. 
Damien. Uh, get Lillard. Okay, so so Harden is going, and we we take Leonard. Yeah. Hey, got That's what you got to do. You got to find somebody that's trying to get out of their situation. Right. So that, you know what I mean. And they got to, and the money got to be up there. So it got to be like a a top tier paid player yeah. or another top tier paid player. Yeah. Uh, sheesh. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one because uh, I would do it, but that's only if Harden is going. And if Harden is still here, then I wouldn't do it because I don't. I have enough guards as it is. All right. Okay. Now let's just say Harden is here, and you want to trade Embiid. Who would you trade him for? Well, I wouldn't make that trade. Yeah, you want to make that trade, but who would you trade him for? Well, that's what I'm saying. You got to look around the league and see like uh, who you could grab for him. Hmm. You gotta, like I said, you got to find somebody. I don't know like who's going to be available, who's disgruntled, who's trying to bounce. So I don't know. You might be able to get up. Uh, trying to think. I don't know. Yeah, that's a hard one. Because even if you match him up and say like uh, AD, do you want AD? Shit, he just like him. No. He always getting hurt. Yeah, you might as well stay with what you had. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a, that's a hard one there. Yeah. But you can't keep him because if you keep him, you're going to be in the same boat. Yeah. He's going to have a monster regular season. When the playoffs roll around, he's going to be hurt, and you're going to get knocked off in the second round. Like, like it's like, do you think we can beat that Celtic team? That tech Celtic no. team is loaded. Yes. The, the, I'm about to say the Eagles. The Sixers have no bench. Sixers have no bench like that. And, no, they ain't competing with uh, Boston. It's a uh, uh, day out of there. And and I'm to, to be honest with you, I want him going because uh, Doc Rivers got to go. Yeah, he's trash. He's been I, trash for a while too. Yes, and I, I'm also say the GM has to go. Also, is Elton Brand? Elton Brand? He's not the no. He's not the GM. What is Elton Brand? He's like assistant to the GM, right? Yeah, he's like a team consultant or something. He's oh. not the GM. He's like the team consultant. The GM is that uh, guy that got Harden. From Houston. Harden. Yeah, yeah, from Houston. Houston. So my thing is, what have you added? Other than Harden, what have you added? And Harden's good, but you have no bench. And how are you going to compete with the, with Boston and teams of that nature? Not just with Harden, it ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. The only way we can win, we need like a monster performance from Embiid, Harden, and Maxi, like getting there every night. Yeah, and Maxi, Maxi can't play defense, so that's what's gonna mess him up because he's good offensively, but he ain't gonna be able to stop Jalen Brown or, or none of them guys. Right, right. He's too little. He's like light in the pants, and he's small. Mm-hmm. And Harris got to go too, but he made too much money, so <laughs> you stuck with him. <laughs> you wanted to buy him out because he's gonna ride that to the wheels fall off. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And I bet you he probably have no trade calls in his contract. <laughs> probably. Fucking riding high. Yep. I the damn highest paid on the team and shit. Mm-hmm. And e- everything he does, he, he doesn't do anything like great. Everything is like middle of the road. Right. <laughs> just, just like how you said my running. That's mm-hmm. that's how, <laughs> that's Tobias's uh game. If, if Tobias can step his game up just a little bit, he got it in him to be like a uh like a 40-point scorer, a 90% free throw shooter, and a, a 40% three-point shooter. So it's like 40-40-90 is like a real good number thing. Right. And there's only like a, a rare company of players that can do that. He got it in this game. His numbers is close, 
but he's not aggressive enough and he don't shoot enough more. He don't get enough rebounds. He don't get enough assists. If he can get five rebounds, the dude is like six, eight. You can't get five rebounds. Yes. Five rebounds. Get five assists. You know what I mean? God damn, dude. Like he just out there. Mm-hmm. And what's his name brings Zilch to the table? I don't know how he got paid. Who's this? Uh, PJ Brown. Uh, <laughs> Man, this guy go like 10 games in a row with two points and, and, and one rebound. I'm like, uh, how you play 35 minutes and got two rebounds? As big as you are. Fucking power forward. Yeah. And everybody kept saying that, uh, what's the name? We couldn't play with him because he didn't score. Well, here you got a guy that's not scoring, not rebounding, not getting assists. Shit, you could have put Ben in that role here that did more than PJ. Yep. Yep. I'd have stayed with Ben. Yep. I, I, I think I would have, uh, because I don't know. Do you think he's really hurt? Who, Ben? Yeah. Remember I, how you were saying that his back and all that, all that shit. I during think the season? I think he could have played. I think he was hurt, and then I think he recovered at the end. But it was like, you know what? We just gonna shut him down. It is what it is. Well, all right. If he was hurt, if I'm the Sixers and he was really hurt, I would have shut him down for this season. And come mm-hmm. back the next season. I wouldn't have had him play. Well, that's I, what they did. That's what he did. Right. So, so when one of the doctors talked to me about Ben, he's like, "What you think his, his career is over? Or what?" I said, "Well, next year is his make a break year because now he got no reasons to be coming to the season hurt because he didn't play, you know, all these games so right. they're getting time to recover. So he's way past his window of time to recover. He got time to work on his game. He got time to do something. So next year is his. He's like, "Well, you said that this year." I said, "No, I never said this year would be his make a break because he was coming off an injury. He was coming off all that head case shit and the mental shit." I said, so next year is the year that his, he don't got no mental problems going on now. I mean, unless it's still hanging around that he's scared to shoot, but he don't have that, like, you know, the media all driving him, you know, fucking with him and shit. Right. He had, he had time to chill. He got time for his back to recover. So next year is make a break year. Right. Well, all right, y'all. You can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok and YouTube at PNL Judgmentals. Instagram at the two underscores judgmentals, or you can email us at pnljudgmentals at gmail.com. All right, Phil. All right, man. Comments on my photos, that's why I stay on the low low. Most of y'all is associates, so I be on my dolo. Hold up, walk that wall, hold the phone. You think all I do is rap? I can do it on my own. That's why I produce the track. Don't wonder where my crew is at. They'll be back. Niggas see me walking on the block.